We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm the Chief Strategy Officer at Now Media Group. Today, we welcome James Green to Business Matter. James is the owner of Catalyst Strategies. James, thanks for taking the time to chat. Thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me on today. I think you're joining us from Winnipeg today, are you? Yeah, I'm here uh, Thanksgiving weekend visiting uh, friends and family and doing some business out here, so it's nice to be back home. Awesome. So, uh I'm excited to talk about there's a program we're going to focus on later on It's called the Canada Digital Adoption Program or CDAP for for easy but we're going to before we do that we're going to we're going to learn a little bit about James journey into where you are today so um so I'm curious the first thing I, I haven't asked you this we you know we've, we've we've chatted a few times but you got like a lot of alphabets after your name like CMC CCXP CSP all that I'm just curious if you can speak a little bit about you know, what does that mean? And what does that give the clients that you're working with? Like, what, 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 what are those letters? I know they're more than just letters. You did it for a reason, but what the experience that it gives you to bring when you're working with clients? Yeah, absolutely, Rob. That's a really good question. And, you know, when you look at it, I guess when you look at a uh, LinkedIn profile and you see this <laughs> guy, guy on there and he's got all these uh, accreditations on there, but my intention for this was that I'm a lifelong learner. And I like to provide value for my clients and just am interested in, in learning more. And then, of course, along the way, um, these accreditation comes with it. So I'm a big believer in what you put in is what you get out. So as I went through my academic journey of learning, and I also think that there's real value in collaboration within these associations I'm a, a member of um, and learning from there and then the value it brings to the clients. So, for example, if if my clients are they require a certain level of strategy or expertise as a consultant to come through. Well, I want to distinguish myself from, from that and have access to other subject matter experts. So, you know, you join an association, you get accredited for it. And one example I can give you is I always had a passion for customer service and customer experience. And, and I had a background and I was a director of guest uh, services for large destination casinos north of the Nevada border here in Winnipeg and, and Manitoba. And, you know, it's one thing to understand customer service, but customer experience. And I found there was a designation to become a certified customer experience professional. And through that, you understand how to develop the architecture so you can develop competency frameworks so other people can do the work. So it's not just about me. It's about people who I work with can do this or the employees or that type of thing. So that's one small example of it, but there's other designations there as well. But the intention is not to to increase my printing bill when I get my business cards done or to take up more space on uh, on my uh, LinkedIn Lots profile. It's, you know, it's the ink. Yeah, it's intended to to provide value for clients for sure and colleagues as well. Yeah, interesting. Um, where you, So Winnipeg's, Winnipeg's home? So is that where you're, you're born and raised or? Yeah, I was born and raised here and I left uh, Winnipeg in 2000 and moved out to the Okanagan. Love it there. But um, home is always, you know, where your friends and family are here. And I joke with my friends and family here and, and say that, you know, I've only come back in months with without R's in them, which I don't adhere to and uh, and that type of thing. And when I really want to get testy with them, I say that, you know, James Richardson Airport in Winnipeg is my favorite one to fly out of. But of course, I'm just kidding, right? I, I love Winnipeg and, and 
everything has to offer. So big fan of it. There is. So wh why the move to the, what brought you to the Okanagan? You know, I was in, in between careers and uh, I was visiting my sister who lives in the Okanagan. And I thought, you know, so many people, particularly from the prairie, say, oh, I'd love to retire to the Okanagan. And I was 30. So I said, why would I wait until I'm 60 to do this? I'm going to get out ahead of this. So um, I spent some time, you know, canceled my return flight home and spent some time, you know, looking around for opportunities, career opportunities there and uh, narrowed it down to some good options and end up uh, landing a role, which was great um, with a manufacturing company out of the North Okanagan. And it really provided me with a lot of leverage and latitude to make a difference in working with that company to increase their sales and their distribution networks. And they were really great to me to allow me to do that. And I thought it would just be a nice way to uh, complement my, you know, what I've done in the past and my education. It was, you know, I'm thankful to them and everything happens for a reason. That's why I'm in the Okanagan, right? So awesome. So you're, you, I mentioned you're the owner of Catalyst Strategies. So for people that are not familiar, what and who is Catalyst Strategies? So Catalyst Strategies is a boutique consulting firm. We're based in Kelowna. And uh, when I was, you know, going out on my own to become a consultant, um, you know, I, I did it very strategically. I, I live my life by design, not by default. And I give, you know, a good colleague and friend of ours, John Glennon, credit for that saying, because John believes in that as well. And John from Sandler Sales Training. But if you design your life and, and, ha and your career in a certain way, then things will happen. So my point on that is Catalyst, I could have gone out and been a single shingle consultant and done it all myself and kind of been perceived as a generalist, even though I have special areas. I thought I'm going to do it differently and provide value for my clients and come at it like an Avengers approach. Right. So I've aligned myself with other consultants that are there uh, that are on our team that can provide expertise where I don't have it. I always like to surround myself with people smarter than me and that have that can uncover my blind spots, but deliver value. So right now we're at uh, 18 consultants with different subject matters wow. of areas expertise. And we come at it in a client first approach and look at things like pricing, change management, lean process improvement, risk management, um, EDI, so equity, diversity, inclusion, ESG, that type of thing. So it's impossible for one person to have all this. And let's face it, people like to work with different personalities. So sometimes that might be the lead and another consultant does both of the work or vice versa. So that's Catalyst in a nutshell. It's worked really well. And our, and our value proposition is to provide great value for our clients uh, in a variety of ways, right? So so when you when I some people hear the word consulting or strategy, it's a big word. And right. a lot, it means a lot, right? It's like in our world, when someone says marketing, I'm like, well, marketing is literally covers every spectrum of everything, right? So can you maybe just talk a little bit about what sort of like, and even example, some of the strategic services, the services or consulting services you would provide a client. So you walk into a business, what do you do? Yeah, that's a really good question, Rob. And I'm glad you asked it. it and, you know, we don't want to be consultants where we're throwing buzzwords around right. and that type of thing. We want to be practical. So right. a lot of a lot of the times, you know, when we're taking a client first approach, they come to us and they they know what what they want to do, mm. but they just don't know how they want to do it or or right. what steps are involved. So it's basically systemizing their their ideas, or their business from ideas to implementation, meaning that if there's a challenge they have, how do we help them to unpack that and then have that transformation along the way to, to make it easy and digestible. I believe the smartest person in the room is the one that's understood. So right. let, and bring them along in the process. So the client, we're there to facilitate and go through from there. So when you mentioned strategy, for example, um, they could have a burning challenge that they have. And then what's the best way to take them from where they are now 
to where they want to be in a way that sustains itself and that it actually makes sense for their next hire, their next investor, their next piece of technology they bring on board, whatever. It's 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 consistent based on what they believe in, not what I believe in or our consultants yeah. do. They they own it, and we we just guide the process, right? Interesting. And I'm always curious. You mentioned sort of when you started Catalyst, like how did it come to be like re sitting at a, having a beer one night or sitting at the table going, I like, you know, how, how did, how did that actually come to be? Cause you saying it is one thing, but actually doing it is something else. So how did, where did that idea come from for you to you? Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. And you know, it, this speaks a lot to, you know, when you're in, when you're involved in going through and working with people, you don't realize sometimes the last thing to discover water is a fish. And that's where I was. It's like, I actually have, some ideas or some something value to add to people when they're looking at it. I always have passion for business right. and helping them out uh, people out that are faced with these challenges so it came together to say how would if we were able to meet people where they're at my typical client profile is small medium and emerging businesses so I'm not going to be in competing with the large firms or taking on huge clients that are you know I work with other consultants to do that but how do I help clients who are emerging with these issues in a way that we can come at it with a kind of a multi-prong approach by involving multiple people to get to that result. So that's kind of where it, it was a lot of thought. And I just didn't want to be this person who just had this one practice and I always keep in mind succession at the end of it. Right. So when I, when I get older, how do you, how do you replicate me? Well, if you can replicate process and product, then you're better off. So that's kind of how it came together. It wasn't one aha moment, but I think it was a lot of moments of saying, Oh, you know, what? We, I could do this and there's value to be had. And if people are willing to pay for these services, let's give them the best experience they can get. In in, in you mentioned uh, you have eighteen consultants. You know you're you you like working in the small, medium, emerging market. But is there certain verticals you work in? Or are you are you guys kind of dabble and doesn't matter the vertical? There's a variety of of verticals that we work in uh, okay. for sure, and and we emerge as we as this thing grows, right? And right. as each new consultant or we learn from our clients as well and where the opportunities are. So we're not opportunists and say that we could do everything to everybody, but we feel that there's certain elements of what we do that apply to every industry. And right. then if we could develop a product for that industry. So for example, in the last few years, I've developed a really strong passion for working with agriculture clients. So, you know, when you boil down ag, you know, even though I'm from the prairies, I used to think that farming and agriculture was something that really right. didn't for whatever is my blind spot they didn't think there was a yeah. strong business element to it but when you boil it down it's people yeah at the yeah. heart of it and it's yeah. process and it's systems and it's you know budgeting and that type of thing and a lot of cases very very sophisticated so you have to unpack that and what the common thing with a lot of companies is they're so busy working in their business they can't work on their business <laughs> so <laughs> agriculture has become a real uh, strong area for us manufacturing and then one area that's not necessarily a vertical but I'm passionate about is uh, working with female entrepreneurs and I've delivered courses for female entrepreneurs and uh, persons with disabilities and, and BIPOC uh, that speaks to the EDI space. So, um, you know, black, indigenous and people of color. So I work a lot in indigenous communities as well. So again, um, these businesses are flourishing, but a lot of times, Rob, they're underserved uh, with right. unmet needs. And if we could provide that, it's not just about getting more clients, making more money. You got to feel good about yourself at the end of the night and feel like you made a difference. And my whole team is behind behind that, and then we can help people out. Mm, that's awesome. And and you you you're in Winnipeg, so probably know the answer to the question. How far? Like you can work in anywhere in Canada, or is there certain areas that you can work with with your designation, or can you apply into the 
Eastern Canada and, and jump into a business and consult? Yeah, it, it's a really good question because we base this on the process and the system of it. So it's right. scalable across the country. And to be honest, the way that our consultants are, where they're located uh, within the system. So one of my great consultants uh, is Louise Harris, and she has, she has her PhD in change management. And she's really good at helping people see through the, the challenges of their concerns, their challenge, and then our ideal future. She's based in Newfoundland. And then we have consultants on Vancouver Island and, and so on and so forth. So what's really interesting in this, as much as the pandemic was a challenge, it really benefited the thought of people working with anywhere remotely. Right. And there was less of this siloed approach. It has to be done within a geographical area. More importantly, it's what is the actual project that we're working on, then bring in the best people for that project. And you know what? Sometimes if it's not me or if it's not my firm, that's good too. The best outcome right. is what the client wants. Not, right. not everybody's my client and not right. everybody's our client. What's yeah. the best outcome for them? So interesting. And how did you get into the industry, James? Like what what like you were in university? Like what 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 piqued your interest to get into this industry? Well when I was looking at uh I have to give special recognition to Royal Roads University here because I really love Royal Roads and I did three tours duty there. So I did my Bachelor of Commerce and Entrepreneurship and was looking to do my MBA. Um, so I had a lot of schools to choose from and I chose Royal Roads because they had a specialization in management consulting. Right. Okay. Right? And then there was a gentleman there, his name's Mike Thompson. He's a really good friend of mine. I always believe in you know, when you drink the water, you can't forget who dug the yeah, well. Yeah. And uh, Mike is a mentor of mine. He head up the management consulting area uh, at, at Royal Roads. <clears throat> and he, you know, mentored me through the process and I did my management consulting stream. And then he encouraged me to become a CMC, a certified management consultant, uh, of which I'm a member of now. And another thing too with that, and one element maybe I should have mentioned, which is an emerging part of my practice is succession planning. So I did my thesis on succession planning. Mike was there in that. And then it just kind of really took off from there as far as my uh, consulting career. And I still think it's emerging, but what it really opened my eyes to is that you can't do it alone. You really have to work with a lot of great people, not only as consultants, but, you know, other affiliate, you know, businesses that you work with and that can come together and, and yeah. make you stronger, right? So it's alliances and that type of thing. So I hope that answers your question. It's just everything yeah, yeah. involves. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So this brings us to today. Um, I'm excited to talk about the CDAP program. So it's mm -hmm. the Canada Digital Adoption Program. Um, some people might have heard of it. A lot of businesses probably haven't. I, I'm super excited about it. I think it's an amazing program, but I'm going to let you tell people what is it all about? What is the pro? What is CDAP? Okay, great. So the Canadian Digital Adoption Program was a program um, that was created based during the pandemic. The Canadian government realized that um, Canada was lagging behind other developed nations when it came to digital transformation and digital tools and that can that's everything from marketing through to process and that type of thing and it was just highlighted during the pandemic because people couldn't go to businesses so it's not like we were failing but they were falling behind so the government invested in um, providing support for businesses who are emerging small and emerging which fits you know nicely with my client base so it's it's uh, a large um uh, amount of money for businesses. It's a uh, $4 billion with a B and it's the money's allocated uh, to work with businesses who qualify that have $500,000 in revenue to a hundred million dollars in revenue in any one of the last three tax years. And they can apply to go through this program where the first phase is a grant. Then there's a potential loan component and then a grant on the other end. And I'll explain each of them in detail. 
So the first portion is a grant that's 90% funded um, for a digital needs assessment. And a digital needs assessment is a deep dive into their strategy, their current state, their digital technology, cybersecurity, um, digital marketing capabilities, and basically to see what, what the business would like to do when it grows up, essentially. We right. all need to grow up, right? So essentially from the digital side of it. That portion um, is, like I said, it's a grant portion. So the client pays 10% of it. 90% is funded by the government. When that portion is completed uh, and the documents are uploaded, the strategy, then um, the client has access of up to $100,000 loan from the Business Development Bank of Canada. Okay, So they don't have to proceed with this step, but it's a nice thing. And that $100,000 loan is five-year interest-free loan, right? So up to that amount. And once after they get that, the third portion uh, is a grant portion. And that grant is uh, for $7,300. And that's intended for the business to have someone implement the strategies that were identified in the report from a group of um, pre-qualified uh, students and young professionals to deliver that. So it's a really nice program. It hits a lot of nice areas. Even if people don't take the loan, I don't work for BDC. I don't work for the government, but I'm a CDAP advisor, which was a great and rigorous process to become that. And thankfully it was. And had the opportunity to impact businesses and and um, it's working really well. So um, when it comes to criteria, you mentioned they need to have business need to have an income of or revenue of 500,000 in one of the last past three years or the past three years. Is that the only criteria to qualify or what is there other criteria they need to meet in order to qualify for it? Oh yeah, I'm glad you asked that good question. So they can't be a nonprofit business or publicly traded. Okay, other than that, it's strictly revenue based it's revenue based and a variety of industries so for example i've had professional services qualify for this retail locations restaurants um that type of thing so again it's to provide the best opportunity to adopt digital technologies so for example you know without naming the names of the clients a, a restaurant may want to find out the best way to improve their supply chain using technology digital ordering, maybe tablets at tables. These are just examples. Yeah, I'm not yeah. naming any client. Um, but those are some of the things that would be included on this. Or if it's a professional services firm that um, provides services for a client, what's the best way they're booking strategies? Do they send text messages? But more importantly than the tactical elements of this, how does this tie into the strategy? And what people do you need to process? Right. Investments in, in technology to have your technology stack to meet the needs of where things are going. This isn't intended to supplant what you're doing currently it's intended right. to look at what you're doing currently in order to meet who your client may be in the next one three five six months or two years or whatever the case may be interesting and it's anywhere any business in canada and it doesn't matter the phase of business emerging they could be in business for 20 years or they could have been in business for the five years it doesn't matter that is correct yeah so wherever they are actually you know at in their stage as long as they meet that criteria of 500,000 to 100 million in revenue in any one of the last three years. And when you apply, the application process is fairly right. uh, straightforward. Uh, it's uh, about a 15 or 20, I call it a one cup of coffee exercise. And right. the client would uh, log into the portal. It's free. And uh, it's a Government of Canada portal. They'd have their business number ready, their banking information, and then their um, CRA login. The reason for those three things is just to verify that the person who's actually applying for it right. actually works for the business and that type of thing. And then they go through the process. Now, the 
the BDC component, the Business Development Bank of Canada. Um, you know, I won't speak a lot on that because as I said, I don't work for them, but that's right. a component where people would upload and then there's a personal guarantee on the loan. Right. And then the, ideally the loan would be used for things that are detailed in the plan, investment technology, you know, that's what, that's what it's intended for. It's not intended to get the hundred grand and buy a boat or something like that, right? Which <laughs> most, most business people wouldn't do. So we're good. Yeah. Um, so what can businesses expect through sort of this, let's talk about the first phase. So this, uh, I'll call it the audit phase for lack of a better word, but, or strategy phase, sorry, is what can businesses expect? What does that look like? So they're working with you. What, what, what does that sort of look like? Yeah, and a good question. It's a collaborative process. As I mentioned earlier, I think the best outcomes is when people feel like they did it themselves. So uh, a lot of questions to be asked, just learning about the business and forming that bonding and rapport with the client. Um, asking them about, you know, what current systems are you using? Where are you at now? What's the strength of your business? What are some of the things you want to work on, your challenges? And then there's deep dives into like a digital assessment of their marketing. You know, where are they ranking on their SEO? Where, you know, what's their website look like? That type of thing. Uh, looking at their customer experience, uh, what technologies they use for their CRM, like customer relationship management, their ERP system. So it's kind of looking under the hood and seeing what's there. And then also, I think it's really important to identify who their clients are and what their expectations are. And a question I always ask is, okay, so what would you do with this, with this money? A lot of companies know what they need. They just don't know how and who to go to, to get right. it done. And then a plan for it. And the last section, Rob, there's just a, an implementation schedule um with that one thing i don't do and it's just inappropriate to name anyone you know budget or or right. say you've you've got to buy xyz right. uh, printer it's nothing like that at all but it's saying if you're looking to get here here's your roadmap and here's kind of the best way to do it. are we going to get there by boat are we going to get there by plane are we going to get there in six months two months three weeks whatever the case may be so it's an it's an objective professional assessment i like to i liken it to tell people that it's like a uh, stamp set of drawings for you when you're building a house. And then you can choose your contractor after, if and when you're ready to do it and go from there. So you're going to, as a business, you go through the strategy phase, you're going to get a document that you're going to hand to them. They can take that document and work with BDC if they want to apply right. for the free loan and the funds that they would get would be used to implement what's in the strategy. Yeah. What if, what if, if business needs more dollars or wants to work with their current, their own financial institution, is that as doable as well? They just don't get the interest-free portion of it. That's correct. And I think that what's really important and a really good point you made there is to distinguish that it's not a BDC specific report. I mean, BDC is fantastic, but this report can be taken to a potential investor. Maybe if they want to have an employee share ownership program and go back to their employees and say, okay, well, this is what it's going to cost to invest in this business going forward. As they transition, they go to their chartered bank, credit union, whatever they like. It's a strategy and it's a plan. And a lot of times businesses, you know, heck, even mine included, needed a tune-up on our business plan going through there and as very successful businesses get going it's, you know you're kind of building it while you're in the air this allows people to have an objective third party come in and see things differently uh, at a very nice rate because 90 percent of it's funded by the government right right interesting yeah. so um i could think i could see business owners are are, are listening to this and going uh, a couple things that come to mind number one is oh man i have to fill an application is this going to be pain in the butt Will you help the businesses fill out the application and help them through that process? 100% in a very objective way. So in yeah. other words, I won't, I won't tell them what to say, but right. I'll say, here's how you log in. 
oh, yeah. this question, this means this, um, right. but you, you know, and I won't be looking at or taking their banking information on that, but, but I think it is, you know, I can't talk about both sides of my mouth. If I'm talking about providing good customer experience in my practice, I've got to provide a good customer experience to my clients. So part of this is, hey, apply. And if you need help going through the process or the application, we're here to help you. And I think that's a, a really good way to help the client number one and distinguish from just oh just go do it on your own and come back so you, you're you're right help them go through the process the second thing i could think that they might be thinking is how much time is this going to put like so much time i'm a business owner i'm doing i'm wearing four different hats how much time do i have to commit to go through this program yeah well, that's a good question so um a lot of it's self-directed at the start obviously you know it's about an hour and a half at the start to get an understanding of their business and then based on that hour and a half it's on me or the consultants that work with me to gain as much information so that we know the right questions to ask going forward for the self-directed components of it so in total over the course of the four weeks four to five weeks it takes to to complete this um and we're looking with you know if the client says i want this done in a week it's not for them it takes about four weeks yeah. so i think they're probably into it for you know five to six hours but those could be an email that they have to open and answer a few questions for me that we then form into or us that form into a, a report that's based specifically in right size for them so it's not like we're coming in for a, a sleepover they have to give us an office in their back room or anything like that but at the right. same time it's not us shaking their hand at the start and they're never seeing us again right the, the, the right strategies of saying, okay, here's who we are, here's where we are along the process, and here's where we're going to get to the outcome. And it's within scope, right? So it's it's a, intended to be a business case for business technology and and digital marketing and everything else coming out of it. Um, it's not intended to recreate a business plan for the company or anything like that. And that's clearly identified as any good consultant would do is scope it at the start. And there's, you know, I clearly identify all the steps at the start of it, but uh, for the time spent and the product that's revealed and the access to what it could potentially do for the company, not just in the funding, but the outcome of saying, well, if you do these things, you can maybe three X your revenues or whatever. Right. I, I believe objectively it's, it's a really good opportunity. And I call it a generational opportunity because I think the co-op pandemic or sorry, the co-op, the, the pandemic funds coming out of this are, are we're coming to an end of that cycle. Right. Yeah. And just to clarify the phase one, how does the grant work? I don't know if we explained that. It's like, so what What does the business have to pay? What does the business get as a grant for that first okay. strategy phase? Very good question. So they have up to $15,000 for the report. I'm The reports I'm doing with Catalyst are $15,000. They want to provide the best yep. value and they're 90% funded. So, mm -hmm. so the client would be out, uh, they would out of pocket, I guess the best way to put it, for the start of the process, um, of half that amount okay. and at the end when the report is given to them the other half is due so 7500 7500 and then at the end of that within 30 calendar days of submitting the report they get 90 percent of that back from the government which is thirteen thousand five hundred dollars hmm. so the Provide net that, cost is fifteen hundred bucks to a business net cost is fifteen hundred dollars to a business uh for a pretty robust report they're not only just meets the needs of this program, but really speaks to their mm -hmm. business, right? And there's some aha moments and a path forward to say, and they don't have to do it all at once. This could right. be, there's, there could be 10 things in there that they do next year, Correct. but you're right. It's $1,500 net at the first phase to a business um, to do that. When you consider a consulting day rate, the consultants have different rates and all that type of thing. You're talking about basically a day rate mm -hmm. to get all this value and then go from there. Interesting. And there's only certain 
uh, consultants that can administer the program. That's right. Like I can't, I can't take this to anywhere. There's, there's you, you went through a process that you were approved to actually administer this program, correct? That is correct. And um, so my firm is approved based on me. So I'm the, I'm the, you know, basically the guarantor of that. And yeah. then if I have other consultants that are working on the project, I see every one of these that come through and I'm working with. And if I have other consultants, but as you can appreciate um, my name's on the door. So I'm, my consultants are very closely vetted and do it. Yeah. But in response to your questions, yeah, there's a list of pre-qualified consultants and, you know, I welcome everybody to have all the choice that they want and work with sure. whoever they like. I'm not for everybody, but you know, if there's an opportunity that I can work with people, that's great. Um, and we've provided, we'll knock it out of the park with a really good value for, for the businesses. And are the funds allocated to, to all of Canada? So this, this $4 billion you mentioned, like it's, it's basically for all of Canada, correct? That is correct. Yes. And the way it's, uh, the way it's, cause I realized that your, your podcast and this, this goes not just in Kelowna, right? So right. I'm qualified to deliver the program uh, in person in Western Canada and virtually across Canada. So I do have virtual clients that are doing this um, on the East Coast right. and in Ontario. And it's, you know, the way that we've designed this to, you know, to provide value for the client, it's seamless and they're getting the value they want out of the, and like out of the program. Of course, in the Okanagan, there's the benefit that we could have face-to-face, -face. but now, right. as we mentioned with technology, hey, let's face it, this is a technology type yeah, of, yeah. right? So the ability just as we are right now to be talking at a distance and having a good time here, even though, you know, I'm in Winnipeg and not right and sitting across the desk, it should be seamless, right? Interesting. And yeah. I, I assume it's first come first serve. So like, how, how long do you think these, this fund is going to last for this program is, is wrapped up? Well, given the dollar amount of it, and uh, let's be clear, the, the, all the 4th billion isn't just on the assessments, right, right? Right, it's part, right. a lot of it's for the loan and on the other Fair end. Enough. And, um, but I would, you know, I would say probably it'd be fully prescribed in two years, I would say two and wow. a half years, yeah. which, and we're starting to see, more people coming through and getting excited about this so um not a sales pitch on any way uh, of what i'm saying is but i would if anybody's interested i would act now okay interesting yeah. so i do have a couple more questions but i warn sure. you that we're going to do a thing called would you rather i do this every segment where i ask oh you great awesome it's a fun. You know, a little bit fun stuff yeah. Um, and then we'll circle back on a couple more questions before we wrap up so uh here we go so would you rather read the book or watch the movie read the book would you rather be the star player on a losing team or warm the bench on a championship team? Warm the bench on a championship team. And <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what I mean by that. A quick story there is, uh, you know, I worked in pro sports for 10 years uh, in, in CFL, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and I was the equipment manager. And I started as a ball boy. And I always tell people now when I was doing that and catching punts and doing laundry for 120 guys for twice a day in training camp, it's the best 50 bucks a week I ever made in my life. And I wouldn't change a thing. And as part of two uh, championship teams there and got the same rings as the players and everything else. So that's a no brainer. Everybody plays a part. So absolutely uh, be on the bench or, or support a winning team yeah. versus being a star for sure. Love it. Um, would you rather date someone with bad breath or bad manners? Bad breath. You can change the breath, can manners. So that's, you can't do that. <laughs> um, would you rather sip gym with Ron, Ryan Reynolds or shoot tequila with The Rock? The Rock. Yeah, the rock. For all day. Yeah, the shoot tequila with The Rock for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, this is, we already talked about this, but would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the smartest person in the room? Oh, boy. That's interesting. As long, uh, 
you know what smartest as long as you're not uh arrogant or yeah yeah over uh, assuming about it i think knowing and being smart well done is always better than well said let's put it that way fair enough um yeah. would you rather have fortune or fame fortune you got to give up one would you rather give coffee or wine wine everyone said that's funny no one wants to that's give up <laughs> and we're from a wine region so no no disrespect to the viticulture yeah um would you rather win twenty five thousand dollars or your best friend win a hundred thousand best friend win a hundred grand because i have good friends and i know that it'll come back. Yeah. yeah i'll take care of you <laughs> yeah i oh, will have a good time in the process or at the very least you know what i'll get a good story out of it so that's good um yeah. would you rather be able to take back anything you say or hear any conversation about you uh he well i don't typically say things i don't mean so i guess hear any conversation would be cool but yeah that'd be good yeah hear any conversation that's a really good question sorry last one would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon or only be able to use a spoon and no fork the rest of your life oh that's a good one um i'm gonna go with fork over spoon well no <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a good one let's go for it let's go for it you're going to be yeah. thinking about that all day yeah, yeah exactly. i am yeah that's here's my take now that, you, now that you gave your answer my take is fork because i think anything i can have with a spoon i could probably drink it if i had to very good point very good point right right or wrong i have to let my ice cream melt maybe i can use a fork for a little while but anyways that's my thought and i grew up yeah. Italian, so spaghetti is hard to eat with a spoon so right. <laughs> my, my mind went to substance over style because most of the things with uh, a spoon are style yeah. like sauces and stuff so let's go substance <laughs> yeah that's awesome awesome well thanks for playing along a couple more questions so um people that are listening businesses that are listening like why do you think it's important for a business to at least explore the program like i said it's not for everyone it's not a sales pitch but i mean we strongly believe we do as a company that you know we we've we've let our clients know about it because we truly believe it's a it like you said a generational opportunity but why do you think it's important for a business to at least at least explore what if it's a fit for them you know i i really think it's uh like i said it's one of these generational opportunities and and i think it's just really important to have a different set of eyes on your business and to, to see things maybe a little bit differently. And I think it's really good. And, and what it does is to provide that outcome as well. So the output is what the report is, but more importantly, the outcome. So I think the, by asking these questions, you'll learn more and we engage the staff and the clients and that type of thing. So it's just a really way to shine a light on the business in a positive sense to see, hey, there are other things out here that can make it efficient. So I just think it's a really good opportunity. And the fact that it's paid for 90% uh, grant funded, not, not entirely. But I think that there's just a good way to see the business differently and maybe meet some people and see what opportunities are out there for the business. So I'm a business owner. I think this is sounds absolutely amazing. What do I do now? Well, one of the things I encourage you to do is go to cdapinfo.com. And there's uh, there's a list of pre-qualification information there, and you can fill out a, a form to get in touch or book a consultation. I'd be glad to speak with anybody at any time on this. Um, and then that would be the first step. And then there's guided processes on there to look at. If you want to do your independent research and not go through cdapinfo.com, which has my name on it, you can Google the uh, CDAP program from the federal government. But the next step would be it's some form to engage and apply for the program. So, right. but uh, I, what I really recommend is people go to cdapinfo.com. It's not a sales pitch on there. It just provides really nice info on the program that they can look at and we can connect for a 20 minute call and, and talk about the program and expand on it and see if it's a good fit for the client and if it's a good fit for us and, and move forward from there. Awesome. Well, James, thanks so much for 
calling in from sunny. Look, sunny there. Is it sunny, Winnipeg? Yeah, it's sunny and fall fall is hit here and uh, it's great. And we have a lot of sunny times in Winnipeg, even though it's minus 30, it's sunny. <laughs> I mean, it's my old Winnipeg voice just justifying that winter is a good thing. Yeah, there you go. No, it's, it's awesome. But thanks for having me. And uh, I'm looking forward to I'll be back in Kelowna next week and, uh, and, and there. So, but if anybody wants to contact me in the meantime, I'm always available. So it's good. Awesome. Well, James, thanks so much for coming on and, and sharing about your journey on Scala Strategies and CDAP. And I do, I think it's a generational opportunity. I think every business would, should at least explore it. At the very least, have a Fisher sure. call, um, research it, whatever it is to see if it's a fit for them. Because I, I think it's a, it, it's a real catalyst for businesses to really do a lot of things, really great things. So so again, James, thank you for, for joining and enjoy your trip or the rest of your time in Winnipeg and Thanksgiving and see you when you're back. Thanks, Rob. Really appreciate it. Thanks for your time. Nobody, no problem. Everybody else have a great rest of your day and thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, James. Thanks. Thanks. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkamine, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive.